Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. And uh, it was what felt like absolutely going to be a, a panic podcast, Elliot Shore Parks. Yes. As it certainly, for the vast majority of that game, felt like we were going to be talking about a second straight loss and the season spiraling out of control. But when it mattered most, Jalen Hurts came through and, uh, you know, we'll dive into it all. But um, look, a lot to complain about, a lot to bitch about, and we will. And you're live in Indy, and you saw it yes. in person. But I'll just tell you right off the top, you know, a win is a win. And Jalen coming through when it mattered, like we talked about all week, was was my number one takeaway from the game. How are you, buddy? Yeah, so I'll start with a couple things. First is, we're live on video. I'm live from Indy. For those that are listening to the pod, we will be doing live post-game pods now. The forehead is looking shiny with the light, so it's not. It looks know, the, great. Don't worry. No, it's looking Come a little on. shiny. It's all right. Come but on. but so I didn't while, even do it. Like my hair is all over the place. Like I, mean, I know, it's all James. Good. But we, we just oh, can't all be as naturally good looking as you. You know, like <laughs> you know, we we can't all do it. But so I think there's obviously a lot of takeaways from this game. But as I was walking upstairs to to get ready to do this, the number one thought that I have is this: I'm happy for Nick Sirianni. I'm happy that Nick Sirianni got this win. Um, I was down in the locker room like area after the game. He walks off the field. He's incredibly emotional. I mean, he's hugging Howie. Like you can tell how much this meant to him. At one point, he kind of bent over and let out like a deep breath. Um, he goes to the podium. He talks about it, about how much it means for Frank Reich. Like obviously him and Frank very mm-hmm, close. Mm-hmm. And there is so much negative from this game, like so much negative. Well, on the offensive side of the ball, Gannon, Gannon, of course, hey, down again. Gannon, we'll of course, down we'll get into like, it. We'll get into it. How many, how many games does this guy have to win? We'll for the get team into it. But, but you know, I'll just but, say, but, say, you know, credit where due. Sometimes we'll get there. Yeah, but uh, you know, the offense thing, we'll get into some of the play calling. I thought Sirianni actually was the worst person in. <laughs> Me too. Him and <laughs> I'm of everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'll say coming up from the locker room, I am happy that, that he won for him. You can tell how much it means to him. He's an emotional guy as two emotional men. I know we can sympathize with, you know, oh, buddy. Uh, you know, yep. a moment that means a lot. Right. And, and yep. it meant a lot to him, but this also 
reminds me a little bit of the post-game pod from Houston, where unfortunately, you know, you were off covering the World Series, but you, you said something uh, in your opening thing that reminded me of that. Like, winners win. And here's the thing. This was not a pretty win. It was not a win that makes you feel it makes you feel good after the the um, loss against Washington. It wasn't a win that makes you feel good going into the Packers game or the Titans game or the Cowboys game or the Giants game. But here's where this win will feel good when they're hosting the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia, right? Like this is a game when they're at home in Philly, and we're not sitting here talking about well if they win this they go here, but if that team wins, right? This is this this game. Like everyone remember this game where they had no business winning it. The offensive coaching was bad. Jalen was only okay. I thought he certainly big plays at the end. I'm not putting the blame on him, but he's part of the offense. You know, if I'm going to blame quarterback win loss, and he certainly has to catch some heat for how that offense played. Sloppy turnovers, right? Just like sloppy, sloppy play. Penalties, 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 penalties. penalties, penalties. Exactly. Like they had no business winning this game against almost any other team in the league, they probably don't win this game, right? The mm-hmm. Colts helped them win this game, but they won. They won. And I, I just think it's so important to start the pot off with that tone because every single win in the NFL matters a ton. And especially when you're competing for the number one seed, like it's absolutely massive. So that's my, you know, number one kind of gut feeling from this game is had they lost the sky is falling. It's two losses in a row, right? Like all those things, but they won. And really good teams win games where they're not supposed to win it. And this is maybe now three or four times this year that has happened. If you look at like the Cardinals game, the Texans game, probably a little strong on that one, and the Colts Mm -hmm. game now. But these wins add up. Now they can slip up against the Packers. They can slip up against uh, the Titans, right? That's what today's win means. It takes pressure off of them moving forward. And in that way, it's an incredibly impressive win. Yeah, it's a great point, I should say. Yeah, it's a great point, especially when you see the Giants lose at home to Detroit pretty handily. Yeah. Especially, look, after just losing last week to Washington in a game where, look, they got beat, but there are, you know, five different moments or plays we can point to and say if that went the other way, maybe they don't lose. You know, like right. we talked about and, and you know, that was why, you know, when we did the undefeated thing and, and regardless of whether they should go for it or not, that was a separate discussion. I kept saying I didn't expect them to actually go undefeated because it's just it's just too hard. Like there's a reason it never happens. Like games happen. Balls fall out of hands. You're not as locked in. You're not as up for a game, whatever it is. It's just, it's too hard to consistently come ready to play, have the ball bounce your way every time and all that. So, you know, they lost last week, a similar type of game where they didn't play that well. And they made a lot of mistakes and there wasn't a lot of good to point to, but you know, still had a chance at the end of the game last week. And in this case, to your point, they won this time. They won this game and they yeah. did it on like of all the, the things we talked about coming off the loss. And it was, you know, it was so funny from at least from from the perspective of what Elliot and I do, having just talked for so long about how um, consistently awesome this team was, how, mm-hmm. you know, when they lost, it was like, oh, we need to, you know, kind of adjust a, a little bit and talk about some different things. And I, I think of all the things we talked about, especially with the Goddard injury, that I thought was kind of the most important thing was, was the Jalen hurts, you know, kind of narrative being like, all right, you know what? It's time for him. He's been great all year. And of, yeah. of everyone, you know, he's been, you know, MVP candidate and taking a big leap and all that, but you lose Goddard, you come off your first real adversity moment of the season and lose. It's time for Jalen hurts to lead the team, right? If he's going to be the franchise guy, if he's going to get the big contract and all that, and we believed he would, we both had confidence but in a day where nothing's going right, penalties, fumbles, like you said, like things are just not going their way to see Jalen in the fourth quarter 
really put the team on his back. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Some of those runs, some of those throws, the Quez throw, the obviously the, the second uh, touchdown run, like the, the fourth down conversion, like all these things where he was just, he was the best player on the field when they had to have him be the best player on the field. And that, that doesn't matter nothing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I feel a lot of that, of what you just said. He had some big plays in the fourth quarter for sure. Um, the run to, uh, I think it was like a 26-yard run early on on that drive that gets him down into, into Colts territory. The throw to Miles, like just giving Miles a chance. Now, let's be honest, he lucked out a little bit. That pass was not going to be caught, even if there was no defender on the field. So they luck out there a little bit. The pass to, to Quez was really, really good. Um, you know, obviously the run where the field just completely opens up and he runs it in, but I don't feel actually as strongly as you do about it just because as, although he did have big plays and again, like they probably don't win this game if Jalen hurts, isn't their quarterback. I know they had the one turnover, but that wasn't really his fault. Another example of where things aren't going well and hurts doesn't let it snowball on them. It, but, but like if, as Jalen progresses, right. And as Jalen becomes the guy that's making $45 million, he has to start carrying some blame like I put on Carson when the offense only scores 17 points. And I know the Colts defense is good, but that offense was terrible for the majority of this game, right? Like I, terrible. I agreed. agreed. And, I, and, I, and I'm not putting it on Jalen's play. I'm not. Well, there were some I, fumbles and there were some, you know, miss, misses. Yeah, the, the and, fumble and, by AJ yep, was, was and, certainly part of it. But they just yeah. look they look to me like inept on offense all day. Like inept. But, but like the, I, I get it. But again, when it mattered and, and like, you're going to have that, you know, but they, they made it happen when it mattered that. And I agree. I'm not trying to dismiss it. They were bad for the majority of the game. They put themselves in a position where they couldn't win. They had three and outs when it mattered. Right. They did have turnovers when it mattered. But again, ultimately, you know, to your point, you said it, the phrase that sticks out of everything you said so far is winners win. Yeah. And when it mattered most after a crappy day, after, a you know, everything not going Jalen Hurts' way or the offense's way, he put together two massive drives. And to your point, recovered for the second drive after a massive fumble that, you know, mm-hmm. was a, a, a real killer there when he was moving them. So I don't know. I get your point. And I'm not uh, saying, oh, yeah. And again, look, I also put a lot of it on Steichen and Sirianni. I thought they were awful. They were awful today. Terrible. Terrible. uh, uh, Third and two, Kenny Gamewell, that's your that's your play. And then you do Boston Scott later. Like Mm -hmm. it was it was consistently the wrong play calls in the wrong spots. So, uh, look, I, I think. It was Jalen wasn't perfect today. It wasn't his best game ever or whatever, but they were down double digit points going into the fourth quarter. And he gave him two big drives where he was yep. easily the reason they moved the ball down the field on those drives. Like that matters to me. You know what I mean? More, yeah, more and- than the bad performance early in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't think he was bad today. Like there weren't missed throws. There weren't bad decisions. He didn't put the ball in harm's way. I, I guess all I mean is, 17 points from the offense is I not agree. good enough, right? Look, and he's I, the absolutely. quarterback. He touches the play. He touches the ball on every play. But to your point, this is not a game. Like, I remember the last time I recorded a pod like this was in Detroit, right? With the beautiful dome behind me, right? You know how I feel about a nice indoor mm-hmm. stadium. But uh, I remember after that game, I was saying they don't win this game if Jalen Hurts isn't their quarterback. Today, I don't think there's many game, there's many quarterbacks that they win if it's not Jalen Hurts, right? Just some of the plays he made with his legs. And this is why I do think quarterback win-loss is such an important stat. Like, the dude just doesn't lose games. Like, what, 9-1 and one on the year now? Uh, and you mentioned it, late in, the, late in the game. A, he doesn't look rattled at all. Like, it's a, it's a 
not a stretch to say the season was like, you know, up in the balance a little, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they lose this game, things start to look really ugly. You go into prime time next Certainly week. Certainly like, can say the most pivotal moment of the season so far. Yeah, 100%. And he he got the job done. Ultimately got the job done. And, and, and real quick, on top of that, like made some great plays with his legs, but I know we've talked about it, but again, on display day, the accuracy, the throws, the decision. Like, yeah, his, his accuracy really, is unbelievable. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Elliot, it's like, it's, it's, it's on a rope, too. I, I, I'm, like, honestly, I'm getting chills talking about it because yeah. it just feel, it feels so improbable that he's improved this much in that department in offseason. Yep. It's so impressive, man. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, look, like some of the plays early on on the offensive side of the ball, all he really kept going was AJ across the middle in stride, mm -hmm. and Hurts throws that ball. Like, I, you know, we talked all offseason about how being in the offense for another year is going to help him mentally and, like, know, knowing wh where he has to go with the ball. I also think it helped him because he knew exactly what throws to practice all offseason. And you can tell he knew he was going to be throwing a lot of those crossing routes to A.J. Brown, right? A lot of comebacks on the sideline to Devontae. Like, those throws that are a staple of this playbook, like a huge part of it, he's really, really good at them. And to improve that much year over year is incredibly impressive. And then today to get the win despite what his coach and head coach did to him as an offensive <laughs> caller was also you. incredibly impressive. Like I'm surprised we've gone 12 minutes and I give us credit for not coming out and just being completely negative off the but top. But yeah, dive in. But we, please. we had like, they were, they were hard. And like you said at the top, I think you're dead right. Sirianni and Steigen were the two worst Eagles today. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't hurts. Wasn't Gannon. Like, it was Sirianni and Steichen. And it wasn't, I mean, there was just so many things. Like, I, I, you know, after you say you took your notes in the notepad, I tried to take some notes today as well for the mm -hmm. pod. So I got a oh, few. But like, yeah. So let's just talk in general, though. So Goddard goes out. Goddard's not playing today. One of the things coaches say all the time, and we used to rip Chip Kelly for this, right, was Chip would be like, mm -hmm. oh, I coach for, you know, the Johns and Joes, not the X's and O's. But then he obviously just ran his system, no matter who was at quarterback. <laughs> I know. As, as obvious by the fact that Sam Bradford was doing, you know, yep. RPOs, right? Yep. Today, to me, today, I feel Sirianni coached in, in Steichen called a game that was not reflective of the fact you no longer had a competent tight end. Jack Stoll, Calcaterra, Tyree yep. Jackson, all incredibly young players. They might have bright futures. They are not ready for the roles that they were put in today. Like there were so many plays today on big downs too, by the way, where they were doing 12 personnel, 13 personnel and no AJ Brown. Like where I think there was three straight plays in the second half where AJ Brown was not on the field. Yeah. And Calcaterra was, or Stoll was. Well, and, the, and the Boston Scott and Kenny Gamewell. hundred percent. And they're yes. like, what are we doing? Why is Miles Sanders on this freaking team? Like Miles ran great again today. Like for the most yeah. part, you know? And, and I don't know if that was game planning or rotational, yeah, and I have a, look, I have a big down gain well yeah. on the field. I get it, but don't hand him the ball. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, I think they're two separate things. Cause like, yeah. so late in the game where he gave it to Boston, Scott, three straight plays was incredibly egregious for a number of reasons. One, why are you calling three straight running plays? Like, I get that you want to burn clock to an extent because you don't want them to have a ton, a ton of time to on the score. other side. But you need to score. You need to get the lead, right? Like, I didn't I even wanna... like him giving up that play before the, the two-minute warning. And then I oh, like him giving oh, up the timeout yeah. after. I hated both. I hated it both. Was, yeah. I want to get into the, that. The I, third quarter. At the end of the third quarter, just gives away a play, too, and you're yeah. down like double I, digits. I, I want to get into that, that whole sequence. Yeah, I want to get into that whole sequence. But what I meant on a larger scale was coming into the game, he did not, in my opinion, have a game plan that was reflective of his personnel. He had a game plan that was reflective of what he wanted to do on offense. Mm -hmm. There is no reason these tight ends should have played as much. Like, dude, Tyree Jackson first like has not played at all 
at, at all this year. This is a he great point. Played last year. Like go four receivers, get Quez and Pascal out there, do more of like, that type of stuff. We we can nitpick some of the penalties on Tyree Jackson. I saw a replay of it. I thought it was the correct call. It was probably nitpicky, but also like that's what happens when you have somebody that's learning the position mm -hmm. in that spot. And mm -hmm. you don't have to have him out on the field. He's not the starting tight end. He's the third the third tight end. <laughs> so the, the fact that they were going to these 12 and 13 personnel packages so much to me was stubbornness out of the coaching staff. And like uh, 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 you're like forcing it like Goddard is really good. Goddard's no longer there. You have to adjust. And I just thought the combination of putting those guys out there while also taking AJ off the field, like AJ should be on the field for every single important down. I don't care if it's third and one inch and he stands out on the left side. He is your $100 million receiver. He Agree. needs to be out on the field on every Agree. big down. And to have these tight ends in there, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I know. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're absolutely correct. And again, it, to your point and to the points we're making, it was, it was a, a disastrous day for Sirianni and Sagan on every level from the personnel they chose to the, the play calling decisions they made to the time management Sirianni had. Like, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable for two guys who have had, you know, a really outstanding season. And we've talked about Sirianni as a coach of the year guy and Steichen, what a, what a revelation. And he's getting head coach buzz and all that. And, and deservedly so like they've been great. It's really strange that today it was almost like every decision they made was wrong. Almost like it yeah. was, it was wild. if it weren't for Jalen to your point, like I don't think he wins the game. I think Jalen won the game today in spite of them, as you said, I want to, uh, um, I, I have ahead. two situational questions. I wanted to ask yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. So the fourth and four play, they're down seven to nothing. I would have taken the points. I was super okay, happy to take the you, points. Yeah. So super happy to take the points. Down seven, nothing, four yards out. So fourth and goal from the four, I guess. Is Took the points. To and I was very, very happy in that situation. I, I liked it too. I thought like... I could see, uh, I could see the general kind of public that always gets so pissed whenever anyone, anyone kicks, being like, "Oh, you, you know, you go for it." I thought in that situation it was a good read on the game by Sirianni. Mm -hmm. You needed points, and also you need to be aware. This is what he didn't do with the tight end packages. You need to be aware of the fact that your offense is struggling mightily. Yep, like it totally. is not looking good. So even just the fact that getting points is important. I thought the fact that they knew the offense wasn't playing well, like just kick, kick the field goal. And obviously ended up being huge. I don't think they would. Have oh converted. my God. Totally so. dude. And I think that I, to your point, I think that it was pretty clear, at least in my mind, I felt really early on. I'm like, this is going to be a low scoring football game. Like, yeah, you, you could just feel it ugly right away. Yeah. And, and you know, especially after that first drive, they walked down the field, but they're running it. So it's like, all right, that's time. that's going to come off the clock. But then, you know, they shut down the run after for the most part. And then it just kind of, you could tell it was like, there's going to be a slug fest. This isn't going to yeah. be a, a 35 to 30 type football game. What'd you uh, go ahead? What's what, the other what, one? Well, yeah. uh, the other one the was fourth the fourth and 10, the fourth and 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured, um, I was fine going for it on fourth and 10. I certainly don't want to punt there. And I understand the idea of not trusting Elliot there. Like I might've kicked it. Look, it's in a dome. Jake's yeah. great. Like I don't, I'm not going to kill him. It would have been a 58 yarder. Like, you know, and then you're set back another seven yards and, and all that. And you're asking a lot from your defense and look, they came through. I, my bigger issue with the fourth and 10 is Jalen, not just heaving the ball at the end of that play. Like it's fourth down. Like, honestly, it's great. If a Colts player catches it great. Awesome. Then they're not getting mm. the ball. That's what 
I disagree with that, actually. Why? It's fourth and 10, though. If it's fourth and 10, the plays are, they get the ball either way. So if Jalen, when he's going, I'm talking about like at the end of the play, when he's like almost out of bounds, yep. and he's out of kind of, like just heave the ball up. Cause worst case scenario, a Colts player catches it and it likely won't be their ball at the 40 unless they take it all the way back or something. Well, so that's, that would like, be my the odds. Like that, that doesn't happen. Like, especially <laughs> well, if you throw it up high and there's a bunch of people around it, just heave it, see what happens. Yeah. No, that I look, was my I get- biggest problem with it. Yeah, I so the the decision to go for it, I was okay with at that point. I don't think a field, I think a field goal would have, would have been really tough. The defense was playing outstanding. You're yep. at a point in the field where it's not like they get an automatic field goal, right? Um, Jalen, you know, right away is pressure in his face. He rolls off to the side. I thought that his decision to go out of bounds with it, like I get what you're saying. Don't take the it's sack. Cra- don't give up negative crazy. yardage. Makes no sense. I, I just, I just have it's visions. Down. It's I know. Down, though. I just have visions of him tossing it across the field and like you know I'm I don't know. Part of me like just, I'm saying at that point, punt it. I'm saying throw it up as high as you can towards the end zone and give your players a chance to either try and go for the ball or yeah. if someone else catches it, is dumb enough to catch it. Honestly, what probably happens is Colts players don't want it and they try and bat it down. But regardless, like at least try it. Maybe a guy catches yeah, or maybe it, you get a pass him at the 10 or, or pass interference or something. Either way, yeah. if you go out of bounds, it's over. It's done. Like, what's the down? Like, yes, you're right. The only downside is the potential for him to take it all the way back. But like, come on, if you heave it like that, the odds are so low there's going to be enough open field for some. I agree. Don't throw a, a rope somewhere and try and squeeze it in or whatever. I'm just saying, right. like, punt it essentially. That was my no, bigger and, issue with it. And I, I, I agree with that. So, okay. I, I like ultimately, I think it's risky, but I do see your point about not just, you know, about just tossing it up and the chance of a, a bad player unlikely. Let me say something. Um, I just want to give you credit. Uh, 20 Thank minutes you. into the pod, take as much pro, time as you want. You're a pro. We always talk about this. You know, all the real ones know Elliot's the best. Yes. Uh, the fact that you haven't crowed about Gannon and the defense, <laughs> and the, we're more worried about which one. And the whole I thing. know. Like, I was thinking 20 about 20 minutes. The, yeah. 20 minutes. I was waiting till the 20 minute mark to bring it up. So, you know what? Like I said before, credit were due. Like, Go ahead, buddy, because you Thank know you. what? They, they don't win the game. That You said they don't win without Hurts, and I and I full heartedly agree with that. They don't win without the defense and the adjustments the defense made today. Well, so I thought actually the personnel today, I mean, uh, Indomitian Sue and Linval, Linval Joseph. How about it? Like, how I mean, if they're, if they're only going to get better, like, like Eagles how about it? Dude. Defensive how about football. it? But, but to when the they defense, got the right? sack together, by the way, that was like, Maybe the funniest player. It was season. so funny. Yeah. So the defense was obviously outstanding, obviously. And like, I don't know how many You're games great. they have to win for the offense before people start to get. <laughs> and it, it's so All funny right, at the beginning. Buddy. of the, Well, hold on, hold on. They, at the beginning of the game, they go right down the field and score. And yeah, that was bad for sure. Right. That was bad. But like everyone's already like fire again and this guy sucks. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then you look at what they did after that and look at how big they were in big spots. Yeah. Jalen after the Jalen fumble. They don't let up a touchdown. The special teams where they have the false start and the terrible punt with the long return, mm-hmm. don't let up a touchdown. After the fourth and 10, don't let up a touchdown. They created a turnover after the Eagles scored their touchdown. The Eagles then went to proceed and give it right no, back. I know, and, I know. and the defense, once again, if I'm not mistaken, they, they, got, they got the stop yeah, there. Stop. Right? Yep, so, yep. Now, here's what I'll say. The Colts are not good on offense, right? Like, they're not. Matt Ryan, I think, did make some nice plays today, but they're not a great offense. They have some decent skill position players. I was surprised Jonathan Taylor didn't get it as much as he did. There was, like, a this long stretch. He had, like, 50 yards on the first drive, 47 or something. Yeah. He ended up with 84. It was, like, I, I that was – look, we're, we're ripping Sirianni and Steichen. I think Saturday and whoever the play caller are deserve, deserve some ripping, too, because, like – 
after that first drive, I'm just living and dying with Jonathan Taylor at that point against his yeah. defense. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I'm looking at it now. He has 22 carries. It felt like he didn't have that 22. much. He, he averaged like, three. I think it was seven for 49 on the first drive, and they got yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, he averaged seven like, yards a carry. So then he only had, what, 15 the rest of the game after that? Like, well, what are you doing? Not even and, double that? You know, barely double that? It's crazy. And not just that. He had 15 carries the rest of the game and only totaled, what, maybe 30 yards? Yeah. Right? Like, they, they yeah. completely shut him down. But if you look at, like, the stretch of the game, so they give the touchdown up, right? Then it's punt, punt, punt. A field goal where they were put in a bad spot, a field mm-hmm. goal they were put in a bad spot, a punt, missed field goal, fumble, another field goal in a bad spot, and then downs. Like I, I think after that touchdown, That's phenomenal. Argue, phenomenal. I think after that touchdown, you can argue they didn't have a single drive where it was like, all right, that wasn't great. No, like it, just it in terms of the accomplishment of what you wanted to accomplish on that drive. Like the offense was putting them in really bad spots. We talked about the Washington game where they didn't play complimentary football. The defense today helped the offense. The offense did nothing to help the defense. The defense the defense basically, let's be honest, had to play perfect football from after that first drive on. If they let one drive up where they give a touchdown and then all of a sudden you're down, you know, what like 20 something to 3 or 10 or whatever it would have been. Like that game was in the balance the entire time. It was only alive because of that defense. And I'm not even here to crow about Gannon because it would be inconsistent of me to blame the personnel when they play poorly and then, you know, give Gannon credit when they play well. Like, I thought the players were great today. I thought the tackling was really good. TJ Edwards was really good. He was really good in space with tackling, right? Like, I thought the corners played well. Josiah Scott had a big play along the sideline, forcing an incompletion. Like, they just stepped up. And then Indomitian Sue and Linval Joseph were unbelievable. I mean, not just a half a sack, but, like, Linval Joseph, I'm pretty sure, had a tackle for a loss on the first drive. And it was also so funny to me that on the first drive – they have Sue and first of all, Joseph starts the game. He's out there the first snap. I know. Su- Sue's out there on the first drive. They play a ton of snaps. I'll be interested to see what it is. And it's the biggest indication to me that this team clearly knew it was personnel that was the problem in the run game, right? Like clearly, they clearly knew personnel was the problem because, and it was like Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, like Marlon Tuapolotu, like Milton Williams. These are not good run defenders. They're not good at it. So like Joseph and Sue come in and they're better at it. So like as the season goes on, I think they'll play even better. Look, they're older, so you know who knows how it holds up. By the way, still like, did Robert Quinn even play? Like everyone in the world on the defense Invisible. having a good game. It's Invisible. like he's, he's not even out there. But um, another big play. What'd you think of the Jonathan Taylor thing? Where uh, it's like it's almost. I thought it, it was great. Of, I couldn't believe they didn't blow the whistle, but that's a great job by the defense, right? It's, like it's keep kind of like. Uh, it's like the Eli Manning Super Bowl thing where it's like they're about to blow it and then they don't. And then yeah, good job like, by them. It was awesome. Yeah, stripping it out. But uh, I mean, yeah, the defense, the defense won them the game today. Like, yeah, it was the defense and Jalen. And it looked to your point. Um, it, it And you mentioned this on the pod, I believe, last week where you're like, and and look, you, great job crying. I know you said I'm not going to crow, but you did crow, and it was very a little good. bit, and a little, a little bit. bit. It was a nice, it was a nice, nice job by you. Yeah. Um. Defensive. But but I, I'll crow a little bit and say, you know, Jordan Davis, pretty important player for this football <laughs> uh, yeah. team, huh? Who saw yeah, that obviously. coming? Like Jordan Davis, I really. But also to your point, what I was going to say is something you mentioned on the pod this week that that was a really good point. Is like, if you're going to come into this season drafting Jordan Davis and clearly we know that why they drafted him and how important 
he was to what they want to do. How do you not have someone like Linval Joseph on the roster already? Like, how are you not yeah. ready for some sort of eventuality or whatever, it's you know? Insane. And look, Limbo, we'll see the fact they had to play as many snaps. They got to come back and play again. And, you know, these are old guys and we'll see how it goes. But it is pretty crazy. Your point, you said down the pot. I was like, great point, Elliot. Like, <laughs> if if Jordan Davis, who again, I, you know, and I, look, I, you know, I don't think that it's just strictly one-to-one he leaves and they're horrible. But I do think his the role, and he's good at what he does in that specific role. And I think that we didn't realize coming into the season that that role was incredibly important to the success of this defense. Well, and what's interesting too, when they drafted Jordan Davis, we had a lot of debate about like, what's his upside, right? Like, can he yeah. turn into whatever? But I also think when you drafted him, he came in as an NFL ready prospect as a run stopper. And I yeah. think that they were like, all right, you know what? We think he can develop. But bottom line, this guy is just a massive human that we can put in right away and he can be really good against it. And then to your point, like, He's like 70 more pounds than Marlon is, right? He's, you know, 30 more pounds than Fletcher Cox is. And Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave are not good against the run anymore. Now, nope. prop, to, prop to them today too, though. Like, they were out there for all those, those stops. I haven't rewatched it. But, like, Linval Joseph comes in, and, it, and it's an instant fix. So, I think it was personnel-based. I like people to remember that next time they're ripping Gannon for the run defense <laughs> about, like, adjusting <laughs> and whatever, blah, blah, blah. It pretty much, like, run defense and Hassan Reddick, said this a little bit, I thought, on the Players' Lounge this week. Like, run defense is an all-11 guys type of thing. He was like, good, by the way, Reddick, for the most part. He had some moments. Yeah, well, he, like, had, he, he had a big play. He's just fast, mistaken. dude. He's fast to the quarterback. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Sorry to interrupt there. Well, he does a good job once he's there, too, of finishing yeah. the play, right? Yeah, like, he does. Not to, not to take a shot or avoid BG, right? But, like, he's kind of the Who opposite did have, of that. did a big play, too. But, yes, he I did, agree. Yeah. Historically, you're talking about with BG. Yeah, historically. Today, like he got there in a big moment. But Yeah, yeah he did. So... I'm trying to think who else on the defense stood out. Uh, Marcus well, Sanford I think TJ Edwards, let's hit it again, because I thought he was yeah. really important, and that fumble was a, a massively important play and sticking with it and stuff. And to your point, look, I thought Bradbury played well. Yeah. Um, you know, just in general, Slay had a couple moments early where it was like this they went after then, him a little and bit. Then, and then he clamped down and, you know, got it done, I think. Look, really across the board defensively, I think that the edge guys sweat out a couple missed tackles early. You know, it looked ugly early, and then – you know, to their credit, to Gannon's credit, to to really the the whole anyone who stepped on the field defensively uh, after yeah. essentially after essentially that first drive, you know, they they deserve a ton of credit, man. They were awesome today. To your, it's it's Jalen and them, and that's the yeah. reason they won today. And in so, a tough game, you know. Do you have anything else on the defense? Because I have. So I I don't. I, I was just okay. looking at my notes. I have nothing else on the defense. I have a couple other little things. So so I have I, another. I have another big thing. I yeah, go. It. Yeah, please, please. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Like we touched on it. So I'm not trying to like bring it back. But I really want to like make sure I emphasize for me, like, so I can go to sleep well at night. How bad the sequence was at the end of the game. Like how it made so little sense. So third and two. Like like. Third and two, they're about to be off the field. Like, the play's yeah. not going well. Hurts throws it up to Miles Sanders. They get lucky. Like, it was the correct call. But they also – it's it's a call that I think if it went against the Eagles, people would sit here and be like, "That's a, like that sucks. Because th- it's not going to be caught. Like, Miles stops, which causes a guy to run into him. But it was a I mean, it was call. Defi- it was definitely pass interference. It was definitely pass interference, yeah, 100%. I right? I get your point. It was without so, that penalty, they're screwed. The next three plays, run, 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 and then <laughs> next two plays – Run, run. They run a play at 209, which to me is weird, like yep. off the top. So it's it's third and four, right? 
They run it with Boston Scott. So by the way, right now, five straight drives, five straight runs. Like, what are you killing time for? A, the it's defense crazy. is playing well. It's like, crazy. what's, what's your score. biggest fear? Just score. Just yeah. score. What's, what's your biggest fear of them getting the ball back afterwards? The defense. And they're going to get it back at some point, no yes. matter what, down a point. So like, whatever, your D's going to have to stop them. Like, period. And for what it's worth, if you do score quickly and then they score, at maybe least maybe get it back. I had time on the other thought. side. Yeah, so I thought the whole man again going back to even not running a play before the third down quarter, trying to draw them off sides oh, there too. too. Like, yeah, just get an extra play in. You're down double digits. What are <laughs> yeah. we doing, man? I 100 percent agree. Yeah. So third and four, like you run a dumb play up the middle to Boston Scott. First of all, why is why is Miles not in there? Number one. Why? But two, why? Then, then you you go to the two minute warning, which I didn't like. And then you come out of the two minute warning with that with a let's draw them off sides and call a timeout. Like really, really like, just run your freaking best play. What are you doing? Well, the funniest thing is, so first of all, I, I think we've hyped them too much up on the quarterback sneak. Cause I like the quarterback sneak yeah. a lot and they're good at it, but you know, what makes it tougher. You know, what makes it easier to stop, stop the quarterback sneak when all 11 players are no, huddled around Jalen yeah, and you're not even trying to pretend like you're going to do anything else here. Right. Like mm -hmm. I hate that formation that they've started to do, but right. also it's fourth and two. Like that is not a super easy quarterback sneak. So you run up, you're obviously trying to get them to jump off sides. You burn a timeout of your own. Like I thought it was just, dumb like I thought like I, I don't know and Sirianni talked it after the game and said like they saw something and they don't want to talk about it for a competitive advantage or whatever which might just be their way of being like wow that like, uh, we have know, real let's, let's distance ourselves from that so so then like Jalen like makes it a, a miraculous play and like gets the gets the first down barely if I if I don't miss I'm not mistaken it was like a draw play or something he like Made mm -hmm. two defenders missing out the play. They run it again. Great Jaylen, it was a then, great run. It was a huge play. And I think we didn't mention that probably in when tight about, space, like, like, yeah. like, like really impressive five, six yards. He got there. He's also really good at falling forward. Like, and yeah. he, he, I thought he did take some shots today that were probably like not shots you want him to take, I but, agree, but he had to, like, that was the situation and he was willing to do it, you know? But it's wild to me. Like, I'm going to do this live. This probably isn't the best, but like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Their last nine plays on offense were running plays. Wow. Like, That's crazy. what are you doing? Like, and, I, and it barely worked. And, you know, like, I guess at the end of the day, it did work. So you can't kill them like as yeah. much as you yeah. want to. And who knows? Maybe like all these dumb running plays set up the fact that the C opened on the last. But it's like, I just thought it was incredible mismanagement. I thought it looked like, lazy is not the right word but it was almost like bro you have to score like don't act like you might not be able to score and one thing we've talked about throughout the year when they were five six seven and oh is like all right what could cost this team and we said special teams a lot but we've also like routinely throughout the season mentioned little moments where it was like uh, i didn't love that play call on fourth and two by syria yeah like uh, yep, yep, i didn't really yep, yep. like and this was you know besides the, Card the cardinals game the other game where it was like every little detail mattered here you won by one point Right. Mm -hmm. And you didn't lead until you got that extra point with a minute to go in the game. So, like, I just think against better teams, I mean, first of all, against better teams are probably not even in the game. But like, I thought that that sequence to me. Well, that was, still applies because it's, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it could be a, a close game where they're both good, but you have to still have to make those calls in close games. Is the yeah, point. it's you insane. Have to make the right like, third and two, fourth and two calls in those games, you know? It's just like it's fourth and two. You're coming out of timeout. It's so obvious you're trying to draw them off sides. Oh, like, it's so it obvious. It was just, it was so wild, dude. Yeah. Uh, they were. So, I mean, they they won despite Sirianni and Steichen today. Yeah. I, like, I, I couldn't agree more. I have zero arguments with everything you just said. I like couldn't agree more. That's Thank it. you.
Well, um, you know what's funny? Um, I t- we talk so often about opening the parks app and seeing where they're at. Um, they were favorites. I saw you with tweet 13- about it. Yeah. yeah, they were favorites with 13 minutes to play, which I was somewhat surprised about. Yeah, that I mean, is interesting. So it'd be like lot. after they scored that touchdown, they were favorites. Yep. That, yeah, to pull yeah, within, I guess, sense. three or something like that. That is interesting. I did feel like it, that I felt like they were going to lose the whole game. And then when they scored that touchdown, I was like, oh, think maybe we're not going to lose. And yeah. honestly, it was mostly because I had faith in the defense, which is, you know. Gannon, man. You just got to cut, cut that audio. Yeah. Cut that um, audio. Exactly. All right. I'm going through my notes. You have anything on the penalties? No, so that was the last thing I was going to say. I was like, it turns out I don't really have anything else other than, you know, look, it was, it was horrifying to watch. Uh, look, I think, I don't think it was like, you know, the refs were screwing the Eagles or anything like that. I think maybe they were a little too, uh, too inclined to throw flags. If you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm-hmm. relax a little bit. You don't have to call everything. They could always be called in every situation. And a lot of refs don't, but you know, I thought it was sloppy. And to your point, I think that was the biggest spot where we saw the Goddard thing just most glaringly when it was like the Calcaterra penalty, the Tyree penalty. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, okay, cool. I and think that one Stoll sequence where it was like, too. yeah, where it was like penalty, 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 penalty. It was like, all right, man, enough. And look, they tightened it up later and stuff. But, um, you know, again, I think it goes back to Sirianni. You know, I think it's so funny. They they win the game and he gets to win an Indy and, and I'm happy for him, like you said, but also, you know, I think on, on literally every level, every area coming out ready to play the whole thing, like, you know, of the, what are you going to blame Nick Sirianni for if this goes a certain way stuff? Like, like they all went the wrong way. They all, it. yeah, hundred percent. And you brought up a good point. I don't think uh, we had said so far and I haven't heard, like they did not come out looking like, or at least mm-hmm. the, the offense didn't. I mean, yeah. the defense allowed the opening drives, well, yeah, but, but they general, certainly the didn't come out being like, you know, we're eight and one and we're going to rebound from this loss. They came out kind of like sloppy a hundred. I mean, the offense had a third and 35 on the second drive or something like, or first and 35. On unbelievable. The second drive. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I thought that I did want to mention this a week after they clearly got screwed by the Goddard thing. Like they benefited from that Matt Ryan. Miss yeah. Call. Look, it I, wasn't as egregious, but he I touched his penalty. And, I mean, mask. touched his helmet. I think his hand was there, but I don't think he actually grabbed the face mask, but like, yes, I'll take it. But yeah, I, I don't I think it was they, like a true face mask, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to point that out. For, I appreciate for, it. You know, Keeping not, us honest, not, Elliot. Yeah, not you, honest. but for all the fans that are always like, you know, blah, blah, Like, I just want to highlight today the Eagles got the benefit of call in a major spot. Like, if they call that, we're probably sitting here arguing about it because they lost. Because then you have a first and goal at the one, right? So, at the end of the day, I just – I think they really benefited from from that missed call. Yeah, it's that's fair. If it was a missed call or not, we can debate that. We can debate um, that. All right, that's all, mid, I got my, that's all I got in my notes. Do you got anything else? I guess just the last question I would ask you um, coming off of this is like, and maybe this is something to ponder, but I would like to get your initial take on it. Like, how concerned are you about the offense? Because it's now been six or seven straight quarters of poor play, lots of turnovers. They don't look like they're able to score when they need to. Even when they do score, it looks ugly. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I, look, I think the, the offense is – um, we, I know we debated it this last week, but like now that you've seen this, I'm, I'm just curious where you stand with it. I'm not there yet. Again, uh, you know, look, I think, uh, again, the mistakes are driving me crazy. The fumbles and stuff like that over the last two weeks, if that's cleaned up, I think it looks a little different. And look, I think they missed Goddard today and it was clear yeah. and it was their first game without him. And I'm hoping that they can kind of, you know, iron out the kinks a little bit more. So they, they're still going to miss him no matter what. Um, but I'm not there yet. I want to see how they look against the Packers on, you know, prime time in a big spot. If the offense is bad in that game, 
then I'll then I'll express concern. But right now I'm not there yet. But look, I get your point. I certainly get your point. And if, if people are concerned about it, I understand. But, you know, I think having Jalen, they still have talented guys there. And ultimately got her coming back down the road before the playoffs. I'm, I'm not freaking out right now. Yeah. But I get it. So but I get it. I'm at probably like a five and a half or six. And look, I do think the Colts defense is legit good. Like we talked about. Heading in. Yeah. yeah, they're good. It's just I think the concerning part to me is like there are fumbles and turnovers and they are negating plays like against um I guess Washington, the Quez drop, right? Like there are those moments. To me, they it just looks like last year where it just looks like so hard for them to do everything. Like it doesn't look easy. It doesn't look like fluid. Like it just it just it looks like every nice play they get, right? Every touchdown they get, it's like, oh man, that was a lot of work. And I, early on in the year, it just didn't look like that. So I don't, to be honest, like I'm not the hugest X's and O guy. So I don't know if like defenses have adjusted to what they're doing or like what's going on. I just know that this is now two straight games. And then for what it's worth, the Houston game was not that great. I mean, if the last three games, they were tied against Houston, losing against Washington, losing against Indy. So this is trending the wrong way. No, like, I get big, it. Big picture, like this is trending the wrong but way. But I'll also offense. say there are ebbs and flows in the NFL. There are lows. Yeah, there, are, there, are, there are peaks and valleys. And I'm, it, I need more of a lull before I'm really going to be concerned. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. But they're definitely in a lull. Like they're definitely no in a lull. And again, look, the, I, I, the, and they, they need to get out Dallas of it. Goddard. Need... Like it was, it was evident in so many ways. Like if they have Dallas Goddard, I don't think it's as close a game as it was today. You know, I really they need do. to sign think... a tight end. Yeah, well, I, they, they might actually, Elliot. You're right. I mean, like, yeah. where's Gronk at when you need him, right? Exactly um, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday uh, with more pods later in the week. Obviously, Parks picks all that stuff. So we'll get into all that. Um, look, and again, you know, the the message I started the show with it is it was a a, a a sucky game to watch. I hated it for the most part. It wasn't fun. There's a lot to be complaining about, and there's stuff to be concerned about. But bottom line, which is what we are as a podcast, they won the game. Jalen was awesome when he na- when he needed to be the most awesome. Yeah. And they're nine and one. And, you know, the Dallas is up 10 right now. So we'll see how that game plays oh, out. They? But, right. yeah, they're up 10 right now. So we'll see how that game plays out. So, wow, like almost everything went the Eagles way today except for the Giants. So far, the Giants yeah. lost, you know. So, so uh, you know, ugly game, but. I take today and and we'll see how it finishes out. But right now is as a overall win more than a I'm concerned or a loss of any kind. But, um, you know, again, it wasn't perfect. And and I know you're excited about the win because you didn't do your thing. And by the way, now they're you. now they're down three touchdowns or uh, 17 is a, another touchdown for Dallas. There. Wow. So, um, I know you're three. If they don't miss the extra I know you're happy about the win because you didn't do the thing where you yell about the punter. So, you know, I, know. I tweeted yeah. about it. Oh, there you go. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad you got that frustration. Well, when that when the freaking indie punter just knocked it right out the five or whatever. Oh, I, I know. Like, yeah. Like, why don't we ever get those? Oh yeah, our guy sucks. That's why. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. I think this first maiden voyage live went. This well. was good, man. Let's think? hope yeah, the audio. Man. Let's hope you know our our buddy yeah, it's Jack not over Fritz. Yet. Our It'll buddy be the Jack last Fritz. Pod, if so. Yeah. Shout out to Jack Fritz. He's our guy. Our our favorite. Yes. Um, he said that when we're done, the audio will just show up. So if it doesn't, we'll blame him, right? It's That's absolutely his fault. hundred percent. Yeah. Love it. All right. Um, we'll All be right. back later in the week. Birds won nine and one. Yes. Winners we'll take win. It. Winners win. He's William James. Talk to you guys soon.